Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I get asked this a lot, probably at least once every two or three weeks. Someone's, you know, sending me a message on YouTube or emailing me. And their question is, how many pools can you do in a day? How many pools can you do in a week? What's the average size pool route? So I'm going to try to tackle this one and give you some kind of parameters to work with and some ballpark kind of things to put in your head here. And it varies, of course, by region. So this is a hard question to answer, but I'm going to give it a shot. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think first, everyone runs their business differently and everyone has their own internal kind of clock and pace that they work at. I'm the kind of person... That when I go to the grocery store, I'm hunting. I'm going to get what I need. Hey, if you get in my way, no, I'm not. I'm not that bad. But if you know people run their carts into you and push you out of the way, I'm not quite to that level. But I go with a purpose. And I've mentioned this before in other podcasts where when I'm shopping, I always wear my my button up shirt with my logo, my collared shirt, and I just wear it out there because I'm comfortable wearing it. It's good advertisement, and I I just dress like that everywhere I go. I rarely don't go out without wearing my my company uniform, basically. And so I look like I work at the store a lot of times. And so people are asking me, hey, where do you have this? Where's that? And, you know, i don't never going to wear a red shirt in the Target because then I'll be stopped every minute. So I kind of work with purpose and walk with purpose. And the same thing on my pool route. When I'm out there, I'm kind of working at 100%. I'm just at this pace where I'm clicking along. And if you've seen people work like that, you kind of get an idea of how I do things. I'm not meandering. You know, I've trained many people over the years. And to me, everyone's slow. So that's kind of how I see everyone else. And I do everything quickly and I'm fast, which sometimes is is bad. But in most cases, it gets things done. And I'm the kind of person that can do multiple things at one time and get them done and fill the day up and, and finish a lot of projects. So that's how I operate. And so Remember that aspect too before I, I tell you how many pools you can do in a day is that your body timing and the way you work is different than the way I do it and the way that someone else does it. And you may not be that fast-paced kind of go, go, go personality. And I think I get this, of course, it's, it's probably genetic. My grandfather was like this. You know, whenever I visit him, he'd be up doing something. And my dad, in a lot of respects, whenever I visit him, he's out there doing something, moving around. He's not sitting on the couch lounging. He's always on his feet. And that's kind of how I am and how I'm wired. So just remember that you may not be able to work any faster than you're wired. And that's just the reality of it. You know, if you think you can do work faster, it may not just be in you genetically. And that's perfectly fine. And so the way I look at it is in my area, the pools are relatively small. I think the biggest pool you're going to run into in most cases is about 20,000 gallons. There may be some 25 or 30,000 gallon pools here and there. But the majority of pools are 15 
to 10,000 gallons in my area. So they're relatively small pools, I would say, on the scale of things. Whereas in Texas, a pool that size would be puny. You know, most of them are 25 or 35,000 gallons. And in Florida, I think the pools kind of mirror California. They're on the smaller side. You know, I have some pools that I can jump across. They're so tiny. So that's, I'll say that just to make sure that you understand the area that I service is not an area with gigantic commercial size, apartment complex size pools, nor are they commercial pools. And since I mentioned that, so these are small residential pools. And also in my area, there's a lot of pools. They're like everywhere. Every, you know, if you Google map an area where I service, probably within walking distance, there's five or six pools, not just driving distance. So they're really close together. And so building a tight route is extremely possible in my area. Now, having a tight route is another story, but building one is something that you can eventually get to by, you know, shaving down the outer areas and tightening up the inner areas of your pool route. So that's a big factor too. you know, your region, how close are the pools, how much driving you're doing, because that adds to the time you can do. It adds to the time from one pool to another, basically is the factor in how many pools you can do per day. If you're doing a cul-de-sac where you're doing six pools for all the neighbors, that's going to be a factor too. You're going to be done a lot quicker. And so these are all things that I want to set up for you ahead of time before I answer this question. So there are some built-in regional differences, and then there's some physical or um, biological differences, I should say. And so basically, I'm going to go over how many pools I can do in a day and how many pools I can do in an hour. And in my area, you can do a at least two pools in one hour, and sometimes three. I mentioned the cul-de-sac. We have a lot of clients close together. Doing three pools in one hour is not unheard of. In parts of Arizona, doing two or three pools an hour is very easy to do, and it's one of the things that I aim for. And so I have a mental timer on my route where I won't go over 25 minutes at a pool. No matter what's going on, if it's been windy, if the pool had a, you know, it's been destroyed by a party, there's a 25-minute time clock in my head that I set. And if I go over that amount, I'm losing money at that time, and I'm not going to be able to get through my route at the pace that I want to get through. Now, everyone's different, and you can set your business model up differently. I kind of call this flash and dash with class because I'm not meandering. I'm not going to give them an extra 20 minutes of cleaning time because the tree trimmer was there and they didn't tell me. This is something where I'll be like, you know, I clean the pool the best I could. I have to move on and I'll get the rest of it next week. And that should be somewhere in the service agreement where if there's a wind event, it's going to be a three-week cleanup process. It's not something that is going to be done in one visit. In my service area, it gets windy quite often and the pools do get hit pretty badly. And I can't be spending 45 minutes or an hour there. So that's a given in the service agreement that I'm not going to be cleaning their pool in one stop. And if you want a copy of my service agreement, you can email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com, and I'll send you a word format version. You can edit it as you want. It's a one-page agreement, pretty simple, and it highlights what I do. Another thing that makes my day faster and maybe different in your area is that every single one of my accounts has an automatic cleaner in there. So I'm not vacuuming every pool. And vacuuming the pools really slow Vacuuming a pool each time really slows you down. Even with a vacuum system, it'll slow you down. So I'm only vacuuming the pool when necessary. And that's in my service agreement. I'm not going to vacuum the pool every week, just when necessary. And that saves me a lot of time out there. So if you really want to speed up your day and your pool route, have all the pools have automatic cleaners, whether the client purchases them or you can purchase them. I've had people 
just buy cleaners for their clients and speed up their day. And I think that's perfectly fine if you can get the money back. And as a, as long as the client knows that's your cleaner and the fact that it's going to get you through your day quicker, it's worth it in a lot of cases to do that. But the clients should be paying for the cleaners, I should say. I should emphasize that. But you want to have a cleaner in every pool to make your day go by a lot quicker. And it will really speed up your day because vacuuming the pool does take time, even with a vacuum system. And if you're not vacuuming every pool, you can do two pools an hour, no problem. And then I mentioned the distance of driving between the pools. If you're driving 10 minutes one way and five minutes back the other way to get to the next pool, that's 15 minutes technically of driving. And if you have a tighter route, you can actually squeeze a pool into that 15 minutes and not be driving at that time. So think about tightening your route up as you're building your route. Of course, you can't have a really tight route right away in most cases, but you can shed some of the outlier pools and start building a core area where you're not driving too much. Again, this is regional. Some parts of Texas, you may have to drive 20 minutes no matter what because of the the distance between accounts. But here in California and Florida, you can definitely build a very tight route and get through it really quickly. So really, in the peak of my service, when I was really doing a lot of pools out there, I'm not doing as many now because of all the other things that I do, but in the peak of service, I can easily do 18 pools and be done by 2 o'clock. It wasn't a really big deal. I start early, by the way, also. So here's another tip. If you can start really early in the morning when the sun rises and kind of set your route up to where you're not disturbing clients. So the pool that you start at 6.30 in the morning should not have a barking dog. That's a no-no. You're going to irritate the neighbors, wake up the clients. And so if you have a barking dog, maybe put that at 9 a.m. and kind of change your route around so that you have a client who's a college professor. They leave for work at 5 in the morning. That's good. You can do their pool. You have a pool that's 50 feet from the house. You can access without walking past the house. That's a good early morning pool. You have a pool that you know the client is is up early in the morning, already at 6 a.m., not a big deal. I have a client that I start with where she starts work at 5 in the morning. She works from home. Her light's on in her house, not a problem if I'm back there at 6.30. She's already awake and working. So starting early really helps speed up your day. Believe it or not, the earlier you start, the quicker you seem to get through your day. And you get through the day, usually, especially in the summertime, before it gets really hot out there. Now, of course, starting at 6.30 in the winter in a lot of regions is really tough because it's freezing out there. That's why I like the Atlas 772 gloves. They're really good for cold weather. They go up to your shoulder. And they're a great glove to have early in the morning. There are some things that you can also do to speed up your day besides starting early. I personally don't stop for lunch. I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my truck. When I'm doing the filter cleanings, when I'm doing those months where I'm out there longer, I'll bring like a ham sandwich, maybe a bag of chips, and I'll eat in my truck. So I don't stop for lunch. I think, to me, that's a waste of time, and it takes up 30, 40 minutes. And besides that, eating a heavy lunch slows you down because then you're metabolizing that lunch and trying to get through five or six more accounts on the other end of the lunch. And to me, I just cut it out. I don't eat the lunch. I don't take a lunch break. I work through it. Again, that's another thing I talked about at the beginning, the personality type. I'm a go, go, go person, and taking a lunch break stops that go, go, go mentality, so I don't do that. And honestly, if you skip lunch, you would have time to get home and eat a late lunch anyway in most cases, or an early dinner. So those are things that I do to kind of speed that part of it up. I don't get gas on my route. I make sure I gas up when I'm done with my route for the next day. 
I'll go out of my way sometimes to make sure I have gas. So if it's a Sunday, I'll make sure I gas up before Monday because stopping to get gas takes time too. And it's one of those things where if you can eliminate all those little stops that take up your time, you speed up your day. And getting gas is one thing that I definitely know eats up your day. Getting your supplies also eats up your day. So if you can email your supplies in and have it ready on the dock, or if you can have it delivered, which is even better, that's something that speeds up your day because getting supplies again. Now, I would save getting supplies for the end of the day, and that way you're not eating up any of your time. And it's you're more relaxed anyway when you're done with your route and you stop in and get your supplies. And in the middle of the route, where like every little thing starts to irritate you, or at least me at least, where you know someone at the counter can't find the part, and you know there's two other people next before you and they're struggling with one person there it gets really irritating or you go into the leslie's and it's like there's 20 homeowners in there that can be really alleviated by doing all of your your chemical stops or your supply stops at the end of your service day and i think that's kind of the way you want to do it you want to be stopping in the middle of the day to get your supplies so planning is also important have enough chlorine on your truck have enough parts on your truck to where those mid-route stops are not necessary There are a lot of other things that slow you down out there. I think the biggest thing that's going to slow you down is if the pool has algae in it. It's a big time consumer. You know, you're brushing the pool, you're treating the pool, you're walking back to your truck for more chemicals. So if you can eliminate algae in your route, you're going to save a lot of time. And I have effectively eliminated algae on my pool route by using enhancers. You can add borates to 50 parts per million. You can use the PoolRx. You can use phosphate and enzymes to prevent algae keep the chlorine level up at a higher level to prevent algae in the summer. One of the biggest ways to hedge off algae growing in the pool in the first place is having the proper chlorine level all week long in the pool. And so properly dosing the pool for chlorine and having the proper amount of chlorine in the pool, I should say, is a big hedge against algae. The pool doesn't zero out during the week. You're not going to get algae. Cleaning your pool filters at the beginning of the season really helps a lot. Having good running equipment, all these are factors to speed up your day. If you have a pool that sucks up all your time, or if you have three or four pools that day with algae and you're brushing it, treating it, you're in a world of hurt because you just added a lot of time to your clock and you can't get through your day at the pace that you would want to. So eliminating problems before they start is a key to getting through your day quickly. I'm not saying that you need to ignore algae or, you know, if a pool has algae, you just want to lightly brush it and do whatever and get out of there. You have to really spend time that day when there's algae to clear it up. So you really can't, you know, rush through an algae treatment. You got to make sure you get all of it off the walls. You got to make sure you have the chlorine level correct, you know, raise it up to 30 parts per million, whatever you have to do to cure that algae. Because if you're lazy with algae, the pool's going to turn on you and it's going to be even worse the following week. I'm just saying that you want to prevent algae from happening by taking preventative steps, having the right chlorine level, having an enhancer in the pool, making sure the filter is clean and that the equipment is running and working properly and running long enough, of course, so that the pool is circulating. So one of the biggest things that can slow you down out there is a problem pool, pool with algae or pool with poor running equipment or a problem where you get there and the pool's not prime. I also have a mental timer in my head that if I can't get the pool working in 15 minutes, I leave a note, turn everything off and tell the customer I'm going to come back and look at the pool when I have more time or I'm going to schedule a repair Or schedule someone out to take a look at it if I can't get back to the pool. You don't want to spend half an hour trying to get a pool primed or solve an issue. It may be something above you and you're just wasting your time. So have a mental timer also with a pool problem so you can get through the day and finish your route. The more things that kind of hinder you and slow you down 
or the more things that make getting through your day quickly enough. And that's kind of one of the things that also is a factor that you can't control in a lot of cases. But as long as you're aware of it and you have a plan in place to deal with it, you can kind of mitigate that. In 15 minutes at the pool trying to get it to prime, you couldn't do it. You can go back some other time. And repairs are another thing that will slow you down. So if you have repairs scheduled, let's say you have 14 pools that day, and on your number six pool, you're going to put in a new motor. I would say don't do that. Finish your route, go around that pool, and at the end of your day, you want to go back there and do any kind of repairs or installs. Because the worst thing you can do, or the thing that could happen, is you start to install the motor, and you find out that you need a longer wire whip. So then you have to go back to the supplier and get it. Or you find out that there's another problem here. Or you have to put it, if you're putting in a pump, you know, there's a problem with this pipe here. You can't cut it right. All these things slow you down and you have eight or nine pools left. And then you're going to just be really sloppy as you go through those pools trying to catch up. So save the repairs for a dedicated repair day, which I think is the best. Or when you're done with your route, do that repair. I wouldn't do it in the middle of your day or at the beginning of the day because that's another factor that can slow you down. And then as you get slowed down, it kind of drags on you. And then you start developing problems with the other pools, like I mentioned, trying to race through them and get them with your route at the end, you know, before a certain time, before it gets dark out. But as you can see, as I'm answering this question, there are just a tremendous amount of factors that will kind of, you know, make it so it's hard for me to give you a direct answer. But in my area, doing two pools an hour is about the average with all these factors in, you know, with all these things going on, if you can dial the pools in without getting any algae, any problems, get through your day without having any major issues, stopping for gas, stopping for lunch, you know, any kind of other thing that would slow you down. Two pools an hour is extremely reasonable in my service area. Sometimes you can do three pools an hour if, it's, if you're really flowing and if the pools are close together. And again, this is area dependent. You wouldn't be able to do this in some parts of Texas where you have 35,000 gallon pools and you're driving 10, 12 minutes in between stops. But I'm just giving you an example here. So having a pool route with 80 to 90 pools in my area is definitely feasible. That's about at 90 pools, that's 18 pools a day on a given day. And if you do two pools an hour, that's about a nine hour day, give or take, probably a little less in a lot of cases. And so you're working a 40 to 45 hour work week with 90 pools, which is a lot of pools, which is a lot of income. If you do 80 pools, it's probably a little more sustainable in my area. So I would say in California, in my region, you kind of max out at 90 pools. 95 is kind of pushing it. 80 pools is kind of the sweet spot. Every region is different. You know, in Texas, you may only need 60 pools because they're bigger. You get more money because you're spending more time at the pool because they're bigger. And therefore, you're doing less pools. So maybe in Texas, the sweet spot is 60 pools. It's all different by region. If you're back east in New Jersey, maybe the sweet spot is 45 pools because you're charging them for the seasonal rate. And they may be something that you spend a lot of time at. And then you have a big off season you have to get compensated for in a way. And so every region is a little bit different. But in my area of Southern California, 80 pools probably would be the sweet spot. 90 pools would be a little more difficult but still doable, and then anything above that would be more difficult. I think even with two pools an hour, you're looking at a more difficult day because with 18 pools, anything goes wrong that day, kind of messes up everything and drags everything out longer. So there are things that you can do to speed up your day, and there's some logical levels of work, like logical points, where if you cross that point, 
you really can't do a route that size by yourself effectively without cutting corners and not providing good service. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com. On the banner, click on that podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more at my website, swimmingforlearning.com or at poolguycoaching.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.